0: This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org.
1: Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam Camp. I'm your host, and uh, we are here to help take your leadership to the next level. And I'm joined, as always, by Richard Blackaby. It's good to be with you, Sam. It's good to see you again. Hope you had a good trip. You just flying all over the place these yeah, days. Yeah,
0: just was up at Liberty University yesterday and uh, speaking to a bunch of military chaplains, and it Very was good. great. Yeah, lots That's... of good stuff going on there. Yeah, awesome, good stuff. Well, uh,
1: today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. Uh, typically, we will, you know, set aside about five minutes or so at the end to answer listener questions, uh, but we got a really uh, good and complex question, I guess I could say, yeah, yeah. Uh, from a listener uh, from. Braden, who has uh, sent us a question before, and uh, so what I'm going to do is I'll read his question, and then I'm going to just turn it over to you, Richard, because there's there's a lot in here, and you'll you'll see in a minute why we decided instead of just taking five minutes to just shoot off a couple of answers, we're going to just make this whole podcast about answering this question uh, for this listener, and hopefully for those uh, others of you who are listening, because I think it's a very important topic. So, Braden says, how can a, a great leader live a balanced life of work and home? It seems if you're a pastor of a large church, CEO, leader of a nation, governor, sports coach, or just a leader of some organization where everyone looks to you for answers, they have to sacrifice a lot of time and dedicate a lot of time to be successful. That means the quote-unquote leader or CEO has to sacrifice a lot of time with his family in order to do a good job successfully in his profession. That's not true for every profession I mentioned, uh, but it seems like a common theme with large roles in organizations, churches, etc. As I read and learn about leaders, I can't help but notice all the time and effort they have to put in to be successful, uh, but is all that time really needed to be successful. I've been struggling with this question for about two years now, I just couldn't see myself neglecting my family, traveling all the time, or working late nights and weekends. Can you help answering this or give me some advice? Am I looking at this from the wrong perspective? Am I putting too much emphasis on family and being at home? I really love my wife and family. I, I would never want to neglect them for long periods of time. I could understand leaving occasionally, maybe for a couple of days. Uh, but not going out of town weekly or weeks at a time or getting home every night late uh, because I was working at the office. I just look at this as being selfish to me. I know this is a lot to answer, but it's a deep concern for me, and I need some help. And, uh, Braden, I don't think you're the only one that it's a deep concern to, because I imagine there are a lot of people who struggle with this very same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Richard, that's a lot there. Uh, There is. And and, uh, so we're going to just break it down bit by bit. And uh, I wonder if you could help us maybe just frame this for us and help us know how to think about this question maybe.
0: There's a lot of issues there. I really appreciate, Braden, uh, giving such a thoughtful question and one I think, especially as a young emerging leader, these are issues you really want to work out early on and not try to figure out later when you're well yeah. down the road. So, Which I think is what a lot of people do is they will
1: will give 99% of their time to their work, get established in their career, and then realize, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a family. or yeah. and, and then they
0: swing back the other way and, and yeah. Yeah. So and I'm going to just kind of scattergun uh, just a number of thoughts here because we're just you know so many things. If I were sitting down with Brayden, I'd, I'd just have a series of questions for him and say, yeah. let's just settle a few things here and, and just determine what you feel God has for you. But uh, for instance, one thing is the whole concept of balance in the first place, the, the work-home, work-life balance. I, I don't know that balance is necessarily the right word. Uh, it gets used a lot, but balance kind of gives the Im- impression that it's, you've got this balance with two scales on either side and you're trying to make sure that they're equally balanced, you know? yeah. So you've got just as much family as you've got work or whatever. And that's, that's really not, You, you it's not really feasible to, to balance yeah. work and, and family in that sense, there are time. I would say, I've heard people use the word alignment. Uh, there's other words I think that perhaps are better for that. But, uh, but what, I, what I would typically say is, uh, how can you get your life uh, aligned in such a way that you're giving everything you need to your work to be effective in your job, and at the same time, you're also giving everything necessary to your family uh, so that you're being a good husband or a good wife and parent and so on. And those, those amounts are going to change, you know, so there's, there are seasons in your work. uh, Maybe you're an accountant and this is tax season. Well, everybody just knows that, okay, you're not going to see me for the two weeks leading up till April 15th. Um, I'm not going to be home for dinner, you know, but, but after that, I know a lot of accountants that book vacations shortly after tax season's over and they say, listen, I'll make it up to you. We're going on a cruise. Uh, and you'll see lots of me, but, and so you can't just be balanced day by day or mm-hmm. even week by week. Uh, there's uh, an ebb and flow. Yeah. And there's times where your family needs you around more than other times, you know, mm-hmm. maybe when your kids are preschoolers, uh, you need to be around more at home and help them put them to bed and so on later when they're teenagers, uh, or in college or when you're an empty nester, obviously, uh, the, what the kind of parent, it's not that your family doesn't still need you, but. There's different demands on that. Mm. So so first of all, you really have to think through what you're looking for in balance uh, and to say, can I be a good employee, a good leader, and also a good leader in, in my family? And so that's that's one issue. Another, I, just very practically, uh, I also tell folks, uh, so don't squander your early years and, and don't squander your single years. I, I can't tell you how many people have been in school and they, they were really being encouraged to go on and get a master's degree or a PhD. And they said at the time, you know, I'm just sick of school right now. I've been at school ever since I was in kindergarten and I, I just want to break. Yeah. Well, that sounds, you know, w- when you're just kind of at the t- time, t- it tired. sounds good. <laughs> but if, and you know, I, there are times where that's what God will want you to do. But, uh, for myself, I started in kindergarten. I didn't finish till I walked away with the PhD. But the, the reason sometimes it's better to do it that way is because the longer you wait to do stuff like that that yeah. furthers your career, the more kids you have and the more they need you. You know, when they're uh, six month old, they may not need you around as much as when they're six years old. So uh, w- while you're found, maybe you're not even married yet. And so you, you can be putting in long hours at school in the yeah. library. You're not neglecting your wife right at the moment or your husband. So, uh, you know, get if you can get as much done early on so that when family comes around, you've already knocked off. You can check a few boxes already. Uh, And so that certainly helped me out. You know, I I'm still in my 20s and I've already got all the education I'm ever going to need. Well, you know, uh,
1: when my wife and I were first married, uh, the first year of our marriage, we were both in grad school and which just meant we had no life outside (laughs) of that. But now we have a seven-month-old, and I can tell you, like, I would not
0: want to be doing school no. right now. Like, no.
1: it doesn't get any easier. No, it
0: does For sure. So don't ever think if I take a year off, then it'll, I'll come back, or four or five years off. Uh, then, you, then you're going to face this work-life crisis where it's like, to get ahead in my work, I've got to have this uh, degree as well. Uh, but now there's just no way. Uh, so... Get it as early as you can. If you have any sense of what you may need to further your professional career, rack it up while you can, while you're still unattached, free, without kids. Um, another thing I would say is that obviously family is important. If you're going to get married, uh, your spouse is a priority. Uh, if you're going to have kids, yeah. they have to be a priority. But, but I would also ask, what does that mean? What does that mean to make your family a priority? Does that mean that you're home every evening? Uh, does that mean that you never miss any ball games or piano recitals? Like what exactly you need to have God help you define what it means to make your family a priority. I I knew a guy one time that, uh, he didn't take on any extra tasks and he, and he was a a smart guy that could have, in fact, one time I I was talking to him saying, you really need to write a book because you, you have some great insights and a book would be really helpful and this guy said something to me that really kind of irritated me at the time. He said, well, I just love my family too much to take time to write a book. And it sounded really pious. It sounded like, wow, this guy really loves his family. But later I talked to his uh, teenage daughter who complained that you know her dad was down in the basement watching movies I- in the evenings. And uh, just by himself, watching TV. And mm. I thought to myself, well, that if that's what you mean by making your family a priority, I don't travel, you know, I'm home every night. Well, you're home every night, but you're watching a football game by yourself, mm. or you're watching a movie by yourself. Is that what it means to make your family a priority? See, I know other guys who travel every week, but when they're home, they're engaged with their kids. They're taking their kids out for dates and ice cream and and one on one lunches, and they're talking to their kids. They may have been gone three days that week, but when they were home, they were all there. Right. So d- simply being home doesn't mean that you're making your family a priority. Mm-hmm. You may be out in the wood wood uh, shop or in your your garage tinkering on things uh, that that doesn't do anything. just the fact that your kids know you're somewhere on the premises. That's not necessarily making them a priority.
1: That's yeah. That's not being there for them.
0: So I, you know, you. So that's a, that's another issue I think. And I, and I mean, I'm not trying to be defensive because I that was this was definitely a, a, a battle I fought, and still fight. But uh, I remember my oldest son Mike saying one time that often in the evenings he saw that I had still had work to do, things to do. I never just sat around watching mindless TV, but. But he also uh, said that anytime he needed me, he could always come into my office and he immediately became the priority to me. That that didn't mean I didn't have lots of work to do. If I was ever going to become the leader that God wanted me to be with the influence he wanted me to have, I had to put in extra time. I had to be reading more than the average person and thinking more and studying more. And the only way to do that was to sometimes do it on weekends or in the evenings, But but uh, what that meant was number one, I didn't golf, you know, I kept yeah. wanting to golf i keep I still want to learn how to golf. you know, I think we we golfed uh, like we went to the driving range a
1: couple of times like several years ago, but yeah. uh, I, that just it I, never stuck,
0: but you know golfing takes a lot of time, yeah, and so when i when I should have been learning how to really develop my golf game. I I just didn't do that, and so I I gave up some things so that when I did have free time, instead of running to the golf course, I was available to my family. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, there's a lot to be to to say about that. But uh, I would want you to define for me what do you mean by being there for your yeah. family. And and you know, I I think as well,
1: you know, this should be something that you. Come to an understanding with with your spouse as well, because yeah. every family is going to be different. There's not like a you should have a sixty forty
0: split of right. you know right. work time, home time. You know, and your spouse, and spouses are different. Some spouses just need more help than others. You know, some are like some moms can be really independent and can manage four kids and run homeschool and be super mom and others just, they're not wired that way. They need help. They need breaks and they need help with certain things. And so you're going to have to negotiate that with your spouse for sure to, to make sure that everybody's got what they need. I, something else I'd say about, and by the way, he, 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 he talks about in larger organizations, uh, it seemed like it requires more sacrifice, but of course, Small organizations, startup yeah. companies. If, you, you know, you if you've start a, done small
1: business, yeah, yeah you
0: start a business. You you may be working nonstop, and so I I wouldn't just say, uh, yeah, if you're leading something big, this is an issue. I think every person who wants to be successful at what they're doing. I mean, if you're starting a new company, you to to beat the competition, to keep costs down, like you you're going to have to just put in more time and more effort than your competitors, and and. So you're going to have to figure out how successful do I really want to be at my work? Uh, mm. Do I want to just kind of be average? Do I want to just kind of get by? Uh, do I not want to be in line for promotions and advancement? Uh, you got to decide how, how effective and successful do I want to be at my work? And because the only way to be successful in work is by putting in the time and effort.
1: Well, and, I, and you know, something else, too, is just thinking about how you're working as well yeah you know it's not just necessarily showing up every day but it's you know being smart with with how you do that and yeah and just just thinking about you know you're not just
0: taking up a seat but but can you be doing this in a in a smarter way time yeah um a couple other thoughts on that one is um uh also just if you are especially if you're the ceo or you're the owner uh, you know, I work a lot with CEOs and they're very, very busy people and we have to keep reminding them, but who, who do you, who's your boss? I mean, who, who approves your calendar? And of course it's them. They're the boss. So when you feel like, uh, um, do you have to go on all those trips or could you have sent a subordinate, uh, a staff person on that trip? Did you have to be in all those meetings? Did you have to work all weekend on that? Or could you have just left that till Monday? Um, a lot of times very busy people, they have the discretion if they would use it to be in charge, to delegate certain work. Uh, and so some of the times the reason people are gone so much is not that they have to be, it's that they just have not taken charge and said, I'm just, you know what, this isn't something I've got to spend all Sunday working on. Uh, I can actually wait till Monday or I could have had someone else do that, um, and so if you're going to be higher up in leadership, you actually have more discretion. You, you may have more responsibility. You also have more staff available to you to mm-hmm. delegate work to. Uh, and also, I just uh, he mentioned travel. And I, one thing just to say about that is that is certainly a challenge. And th- there are some jobs. Now, if you're going to be in the military and you get deployed for six months and away from your family, that's a, that's a special calling where you're gone a long time. Yeah. Uh, there are some people that are on are salespeople and they're on the road all week long. I know I've known guys who were flying to to Asia uh, every week, or I knew someone working in London and they'd fly home on the weekends every weekend and then fly mm. back to London. There are people that those kind of jobs you really have to just decide: Am I can my family sustain me just being gone every week? Yeah, uh, but um, but but a lot of travel is is more. Periodic, it's like okay, I've, I'm home for uh, two weeks, three weeks, but now I've got this trip out here, and uh, next week I've got two trips, but uh, but then I'll be gone, I'll be home all the next week, and that that's kind of like my schedule is. I've got times where it gets really crazy, and then there's times where I, you know, I can be home for a, a week or more at a time, and so th- so I've I've learned a lot about uh, travel, and one is. Uh, you know, especially now with technology, there there are ways for you to travel and still be connected with your family. I, I I tell you what, I'm in airports and airport lounges all the time, and I see all kinds of dads and moms Facetiming their kids at bedtime. Uh, I remember landing one time to make a connection, and uh, and we're still taxing to the to the terminal. And on my cell phone, I have an email from one son. I've got a voice message from another son. And I've got a FaceTime message or a Facebook message from my daughter. And I'm answering all three messages. Uh, By by the time I've gotten to the taxi, just to the terminal, I've already responded to all three kids. And so certainly when you're traveling, uh, technology and cell phones enables you to be far more in contact and now right. FaceTime, Zoom, and other things. So, you know, there, there's a way to still be engaged with your kids, even if you have to travel a lot. It, it's not like a black hole where, oh, I travel, so I have no contact. Um, and and I know, like, for my kids, I would, as soon as I could, I would get any ball games they had on my calendar, any piano recitals. And then as best I possibly could, I tried to schedule travel uh around those or I, I i my assistant might know don't i i need, i need a flight flight that leaves late enough that i can still catch that game first and, right and there are times i'm on the sidelines dressed ready to travel with my luggage in the car afterward or i've had times where i flew back literally just in time to celebrate something with one of my kids and so you know if you work at it there's a, there are some ways to make travel not as burdensome as it might be and i'd also just say you you can make travel just something that's a real negative, but it could also be a very positive thing. And so, for instance, if you're traveling, as if you can, uh, if your company will allow it, uh, take your take family with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had yeah. all my kids uh, travel with me all around the world on on various trips. And I remember one time when my kids were all teenagers, they all three were sitting around the kitchen with their laptops open, and all, I noticed all three of them on their laptops, their screensaver was a picture of someplace in the world that I had taken them. Hmm. And so every time they open up their laptop, they're reminded of some exotic international trip they went on with their dad. In my company, I always insisted that I keep my air miles for my personal use. And my, my feeling was I never, I, I hardly ever use them for my travel, mm-hmm. but I use the air miles for my kids to travel with me or my wife to travel with me. And my attitude was I earned these air miles by being away from my family. And so my family deserves for me to use those air miles so they can come with me. And right. sometimes, depending again on your company, uh, some rules are a lot stricter than others. But uh, I've kind of negotiated even with our organization that you know I, I try to be very careful not to abuse things. But uh, at the same time, I'll, I'll just say, listen, my job requires me to be leaving my wife all the time to go on a trip. So now once or twice a year, at least, I think the company should pay for my wife just to come with me. Maybe if it's for a week somewhere where she'd be gone, I'd be gone a whole week from there. Uh, There's ways to negotiate it to say, you know, hey, Lisa, when there's a great place I'm going, that might be a good time for the organization just to pay for you to be with me. Mm-hmm. And uh so then then your your family looks at some of those things and says, well, you know, dad did travel a lot, but hey, that meant we got to travel a lot and we got to see things we wouldn't have seen. So don't don't look at travel all as just negative, like it's this black hole. I just am gone all this time. But but actually look at it as, okay, that's what I've called to do. Now let's put the most positive spin on it possible. And uh I remember one time actually I was asked to speak at a Chick-fil-A annual uh, gathering and it just happened to be on a long weekend that uh and in canada at the time it was actually called family day they actually created a long weekend in february for families and that was the day they wanted me to speak in orlando florida and so i i, I messaged back and said i would love to do this event for you but it's pretty hard for me to agree to take a business trip on family day and be away from my family So I said, I'm just so sorry, I can't do that. And to to Chick fil A's credit, they came back and said, Hey, well, we would hate to part you from your family on Family Day. What if we just pay to bring your whole family with you, Mm -hmm. uh, put you up in a hotel there at Disney World, and you come in early and so on? And I mean, they were just over the top nice. And so, so what began as all oh, a business trip to Orlando became a really awesome family vacation. Mm. And, uh, and so my, if you ask my kids, Hey, is it tough that your dad has to travel? <laughs> at least on that one, they would have said, Hey, it's a blast. We get to do stuff. We never would have been able to do otherwise. Right. So, you know, don't look at it all negative. Yeah, if, if God wants you to do that kind of work, He'll also show you how to be creative about it. So it's not just a, a burden, but it's actually a blessing to your family. Well, let's take a quick break. Join Bob Royal, Brett Pyle, and Richard Blackaby at the next Spiritual Leadership Coaching Workshop. The focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The workshop is November 4th through 6th and space is limited. To find out more and to register, visit blackabycoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes.
1: Well, Richard, before we wrap up, uh, do you have any
0: other advice for our listener? Yeah, I I think, you know, just a couple of uh, final thoughts. One is if you just are the kind of person that just never wants to be away from your family or never wants to put in any more time than the bare minimum at work, uh, if that really is what God's telling you to do, then... um, that that's, then you embrace that. If your family, you may have some special needs in your family uh, or you, w- that you just require more time than, than normal, whatever that might be, uh, then that's fine. But then just also accept the fact you probably are not going to be the CEO of, uh, of your organization. You, you may not have the same level of uh, responsibility because that does take some sacrifice and effort. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. But then don't complain when you're not, you're, you're overlooked because you're just hurried, hurrying home as quick as you can afterward. But I'd also say, be careful that your family is not necessarily the one determining your career. I think God should be the one that determines that. Hmm. And I know some people that just automatically make their family a default to say, well, I just can't do any of this because of my family. And I would say, well, have you checked with God on that yet? Hmm. Because if God asked you to do something, God will also make sure that um, that He provides a way for you. He'll equip you, He'll enable you to do it. And so if He if God wants you to travel, then God's gonna also show you ways to make it up to your family in, in creative ways so it's not it doesn't harm them. It will it will never harm your family for you to do God's will. Hmm. In the sense that I mean they may there may be sacrifices for sure, but God will always show you how to make it a, a to make it up to your family. It, it, and so your your family should never be hoping you don't do God's will so that it's better for them. Hmm. They should always, it should always be good for you to be doing God's will, so. Uh, and I just know, I, I would just say be careful because, and there's a huge tension there. I mean, my generation, baby boomers, uh, there are times where, uh, and certainly the generation before the boomers, uh, it was kind of like your job was just automatically the priority. Your family just had to suffer, and and I, I've seen the pendulum swing uh, way far the other way, where family becomes everything. And um, and I'll just be honest with you, I, I family is a huge priority next to God. It ought to be the, the the biggest priority in your life. But God did not put us on the planet simply to raise families. Mm. And I I want, you know, I think our listeners need to hear that very carefully. Uh, God even gave Adam and Eve in a perfect paradise work to do. Mm. And I think that we all have a calling. I think there are all things that God wants us to accomplish beyond just raising our family. Now, raising our family is perhaps the most important thing you'll do in your life. But God also gives us work to do. and. So don't begrudge that because that's also part of God's assignment. We only have so long on this life. And, uh, and that, that may mean that there's some contributions he wants us to make. I've, I, and I've just felt like I've known some people who went a little too far with that. Uh, I knew a pastor one time that he, I, I think he partly was trying to make a statement to his church that his family was important, but, uh, but he's in a small church and he'd sit there with his kids in church before church started and and wouldn't even be greeting visitors. I mean, he's the pastor and he's sitting there with his family so that his kids have a good experience in church. And here's first time visitors who don't, who can't meet the pastor because he's making his family a priority. And I'll just tell you, I just think that's silly. Hmm. Uh, if you're a pastor of a church on Sunday, now that, you know, if your kid is in need and he comes up to you crying and you're pastoring, well, yeah, take a moment to to meet his need. But you can just take that to an extreme where you're 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 really not doing a good job of the job you're being paid to do because your family is everything. and And mm-hmm. I would say, uh, you know, family is a priority. But but it's also important that you fulfill the calling God has for you. If it's if He's called you to a career, to a job, you don't want to just do inferior work at your job because you're everything's going to your family. Right. I I don't think it's an either or. I think that God will give you wisdom to be great at your job and great in your home. And so I just see that there are some sacrifices sometimes that I, I think people go just too far. They're so concerned that their family not suffer that uh, you know, even when they they really need to take fifteen more minutes at the end of the day just to wrap up a huge project no, I, I, right on the money, I'm out the door to my family. Don't, I don't put one extra minute into my job because my family is a priority. I'd say, well, oh, you, there's ways to make that 15 minutes up later when the huge project is done. But uh, if, if, you, if you constantly let your work suffer because you're just determined that your family is going to not have to wait one minute longer for that you to come home, then I think you you may never experience all you could have in your work and mm. in your career. And I know, especially for men, I don't want this to sound sexist or anything, but I know a lot of men that they need, they they need to be successful in raising their kids. But there's also a sense, I think for just a lot of people that are, feel called to work, whether men or women that need to also feel like they were successful in whatever God wired them to do. Right. right. If God's wired them to lead, to start things, to, to do business, then they also need to be able to look in the mirror and feel like, I did that well, too. Because you honor God. You you bring glory to God by how you do your job. Yeah. And if you're doing a just a shoddy work because everything's about family, that doesn't glorify God either. And so I, I think you want to do a great job both at work and as a parent and as a spouse, and God can show you how to do that. Yeah, and I think you can be creative in how... how that looks for, for each individual family. And I, and I appreciate, you know, millennials, especially these days are being very creative. I think in finding ways to do that, Yeah, they're using technology, they're flexible schedules, working from home, you know, if if you can work from home and, and cut all your commute out right away, you're, you're home more with your family. Even if you have to travel a day or two in the week, there's ways to compensate for that. And, uh, so, I uh, last thing just to say is uh, also just be investing in young people, even if it's not your own family. But uh, be always thinking of ways uh, to be a blessing, even to just the people you're mentoring and reaching out to, whether they're your own kids or not. Uh, and so, whether you're if you're going on a business trip, if you can take a young colleague with you, maybe you're just making a a, a call, a, you know, a marketing call or a, a sales call. Uh, have someone come with you and, and, and invest time in, in the younger generation instead of just trying to get all your work done. Be, be, be creative about how you can include other people as you do your work, mm-hmm. whether it's your family, whether it's young people just needing a mentor. But, uh, sometimes we focus so much in our job that we're, we're missing opportunities that we could actually include others in our job as yeah. well. And so find ways for it not to be an either or, but a both end. Hmm. And that may not be balanced week by week, but, uh, if you'll let the spirit of God guide you, you'll, he, he knows how to help you be very successful in the calling God's given you and very successful with the family he's blessed you with as well. Well, Brad, thank you so much for
1: submitting yeah. this question that ended up being this podcast. And, uh, we hope that this has helped you navigate, uh, this season of life in this area of your life. And I know many others, uh, you're not alone in, in, uh, And having to wrestle with these issues and uh, until next time
0: thanks for listening to the podcast if this is something you enjoyed it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five star rating on apple podcasts or wherever you listen don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends we always love hearing from our listeners so email us at podcasts at blackv.org